Hi, this is John Ratzenberger. That's right, the same John Ratzenberger that played the part of the very handsome mailman on the TV show Cheers. Now, it's a little-known fact that, in my heart, I'm just a country boy. Welcome to the NutriBlends Animal Ag Podcast, where we tell the truth about American agriculture. On this podcast, false rumors are run out of town. Misleading marketing gets called out for what it is, and you better have good science to back up your claims or you're getting a boot. You hear me? I'm John Ratzenberger, coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. There are thousands of yeast and bacteria strains, and each can have a different effect or sometimes no effect at all. In order to get products that perform, you need to work with a reputable company that backs their products up with sound science. Angel A. Aguilar is currently the technical services manager for Lalimon Animal Nutrition. Dr. Aguilar received his Bachelor of Science in Animal Science from the Institute of Technology of Monterey, his Master of Science in Ruminant Nutrition from Texas Tech University, and his Ph.D. in Nutrition from the University of California, Davis. Welcome aboard, sir. Doctor, what are some of the important factors to keep in mind when selecting a probiotic? John, there are thousands of yeast and bacteria strains available. Uh, they all can have different effect and sometimes really no effect at all. You're exactly right. You mentioned that in your introduction. That's why we at Lolloman Animal Nutrition suggest at least four main criteria when you're selecting a probiotic. And by the way, this applies also if you go to the grocery store to get you know, a probiotic for yourself, not just for your, uh, for your animals. First of all, ensure that the product is alive. In other words, that the organism that you are uh, buying, whether it's a bacteria or a yeast, is alive. It's in a product that delivers that total number of colony-forming units. That's how we measure will these organisms. Will it say organisms. that in the packaging that it's alive? Yes. It will say, actually, it will say active dry yeast, and that means it's a live organism in the case of the yeast. In the case of the bacteria, it will only say live bacteria. Second, choose a product from a trusted manufacturer. And although that may sound a little bit... Uh, um, you know, not as important for some folks. It is really important because the way they are produced and manufactured, uh, it takes uh, extremely high technology that is available today. Again, remember, these are live organisms. They're very fickle, and uh, it won't take much uh, to damage or, or affect them. So, again, make sure you're buying a product from a trusted manufacturer. Number three... Select a product that has been specifically selected and its efficacy has been proven to have a positive outcome for the animal you're going to feed it to. Uh, let me emphasize that a little more. Uh, and I think I might have mentioned this in one of our uh, other uh, podcasts, 
but I cannot just buy a probiotic and expect the works exactly the same way for elephants and for giraffes and for horses and for cattle and for sheep and pigs. A lot of these organisms that live in our gut are very specific to the species, including the human species. So you got to make sure that you select a product that has been developed specifically for a particular species of animal and that has proven its efficacy, where again, whether you're trying to enhance health or milk production or meat or whatever. And then lastly, number four, you want to make sure that you include it in the ration daily and at the right dose. These organisms, in order to exert their effect, and you said it at the outset, uh, sometimes some people buy probiotics and they don't see an effect at all, they may not be consuming it at the right dose. So they got to consume the probiotic at the right dose or feed it to the animals at the right dose. Why does it have to be fed daily? Well, because even though these organisms are alive, they do not colonize and stay alive in the gut for very long. And that's why you have to feed it mm. every single day. Every single day forever or every single day for a month or a week? or Normally for whatever the, uh, the uh, production period is, whether, for example, in chickens, if you're going to feed your chickens for like, you know, 42 days before they go to harvest, uh, then that's it. If you feed it to lactating cows, it could be the whole lactation. If you feed it in feedlot cattle, it could be 100 days, 120 days. So what I mean uh, daily is for the entire production period. Okay. What do, you, what do you mean the product must be alive? Can, can you explain that? You kind of already did, didn't sure, you? Sure, sure. But let me, let me uh, go a little further in this. These probiotics must be alive in order to uh, exert their effect. I've already made that, uh, that, that comment. But even governmental agencies will only authorize a claim on performance for a probiotic such as improved milk production or feed efficiency when the probiotic microorganism is viable. And what we do for this, by the way, John, is we routinely test and take samples to our laboratory and we grow cultures of these organisms and we count these cultures to make sure that, again, they're in the right concentration and the right dose that we want. And you got to do this constantly, not just once in a while. Um, in fact, sometimes we even have customers that will call us and say, listen, I want to know if my product that I bought six months ago is still okay. Well, mm -hmm. send us a sample to the lab. They send us a sample, we check it, and we tell them, yep, it's still okay. Well, what about the manufacturing? Not all manufacturers are the same. Uh, again, you know, that can also be a, a point of contention. Um, I will even tell you that there are many uh, companies selling product and they don't necessarily manufacture the product themselves. They just buy it from, you know, a third uh -huh. party or somebody right, else. Right. Uh, we don't do that. We uh, actually go from manufacturing all the way to the, uh, to the producer. So that's very important in order for us to keep their integrity uh, and the, the manufacturing quality as well as what's on the label. We stand behind. Uh, we can make some guarantees on the label. And all of that is very important, whereas sometimes there are other products available out there that you may think they're cheaper but not necessarily work the way you want to. So make sure you buy it from a reputable uh, manufacturer. 
particularly when these, these products are exposed to a harsh environment. It's not unusual since we deal with uh, you know, farmers and ranchers uh, that uh, their animals are exposed uh, to the environment, and sometimes they may leave the product outside of the warehouse and, uh, or stays around for a long period of time or mishandle or mishandle. Uh, and by that I mean could be exposed to high temperatures or, um, you know, wind or, or rain. So you got to make sure that these products are properly handled in order for them to perform. Uh, another important factor is that the products are pure, that they don't have any contaminants, that they don't have any other uh, carriers that may have a negative effect. So all of these things are checked constantly during the manufacturing process so that we have a quality product out the door and we can guarantee to the producer that we stand behind it and that they can expect this product to perform all the way to the feed bunk. So you mentioned the product must be specific. Did you? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. All right, then what do you mean by that? Well, okay, Uh, let's go a little more detail on that. not all products can exert the same effect. Uh, some strains are used and developed uh, to work, for example, in the rumen. Other examples uh, are specific products that can work in the lower gut. And uh, well, let me give you an example, a very practical example. All right, we have a product, a yeast product. The, uh, the genus, uh, I'm going to use a little bit of Latin words here, but stay with me. Uh, The classification of these organisms are by genus and species. So let's say I'm going to use a yeast called Saccharomyces. That's the genus. The species is Cerevisiae. Okay, let me compare that and use in cattle. Let's say I'm going to use Bos taurus. Bos is the classification, taxonomic classification for cattle the genus, the species would be Taurus. But what about if I want to use Angus cattle, John, mm-hmm. for milk production and Holstein cattle for meat production? Well, I would not be very profitable. We have selected the Holstein breed, the Holstein cows for milk production, and that's the breed that you more commonly see everywhere in the United States, the black and white cows. Mm-hmm. Now, we also have jerseys and others, but that's okay. But those animals have been selected for milk production. We have also selected the Angus breed for meat production. You even go to restaurants now and you can order a certified Angus steak. Right. All right. Well, we do the same thing with microorganisms. We select strains that would do certain things in certain ways. And that's what I mean by being specific. So when you buy a probiotic and you're going to use it, for example, to enhance fiber digestibility, to get more out of your forages. Make sure that that particular yeast strain has been selected for that purpose. And it's not just a generic yeast. We have yeast products that are used for wine production, for bread, baking, for many different things. And those are, again, strains that were specifically selected for that. There are thousands of products out there available. We have another one, just to give you another example. We have another yeast strain, uh, and this particular strain was selected to work in the lower gut. The trade name of the product is uh, Paternative. This one, 
we have found out, in particular over the last uh, 10 years that we've done quite a bit of research with it, that this particular product can reduce stress in calves, in young calves, particularly around weaning time or when they're transported for long periods of time, say you're transporting cattle from Florida all the way to Kansas, uh, or when a cow is calving at the time they're having uh, their offspring, that can be very stressful on both the dam and the calf. And we found, we found that uh, this particular uh, Saccharomyces cerevisiae bolardi is called this strain, uh, or in the case of uh, the one that work in the rumen, uh, which is called Levucel, these two strains have been selected specifically for different purposes. In the case of paternative, to help under stressful conditions. In the case of Levucel, to help optimize rumen function by ameliorating the rumen pH as well as improving fiber digestibility. So those are just two examples um, I could go on and on because, like I said, there are many products available in the marketplace. But that's what I meant by being specific. Well, why is it important to uh, feed the probiotic daily? Um, I wouldn't say all products, but most products, uh, probiotic products, need to be fed daily because the organisms that were selected uh, for this particular uh, purpose to be fed uh, to cattle uh, are not native to their gastrointestinal tract. And so they don't colonize, meaning they don't reproduce. And so if I only feed this particular yeast product for one day and don't feed it again, then that effect will go away. We need to go ahead and constantly start feeding, you know, the rumen or the lower gut, depending on what it is you're trying to do with which product. And so you got to feed them daily. They stay alive. They're considered, these yeasts, they're considered what uh, the word we use in microbiology is facultative organisms. In other words, they can live with oxygen or without oxygen. So these products have to be fed daily because they don't colonize. And so therefore you want to keep a certain amount coming into the uh, animal's gastrointestinal tract on a daily basis. Where can producers or nutritionists go to get more information you know, about selecting the best probiotic for the herd? If you want to learn more about them, it's called lalamananimalnutrition.com. I'll repeat, lalamananimalnutrition.com. Or you can contact your NutriBlend uh, representative in the field uh, or even one of our sales reps in the field from Lalleman Animal Nutrition as well. Uh, we work very closely with uh, NutriBlend. They have all of our literature, and they'll be more than happy to provide you information about each and every one of our yeast or bacteria products. For proven probiotics, ensure the product is alive. Choose a product from a trusted manufacturer. The product should be specifically selected and proven a production or a health outcome in livestock or poultry and included in the daily ration. The key to harnessing the power of microbial communities is strain selection and manufacturing quality. I want to thank Dr. Aguilar and encourage our listeners to join us next week to hear what's on tap in animal agriculture. <laughs>